Hallelujah. I believe the Lord will do great things for us today. Amen. We just want to enter into time of praise. Let's just praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We want to celebrate the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. Put your hands together for the Lord.
it's 20 and verse 35. I don't know how this. Okay. It says, in all things I've shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he, he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Amen. So Jesus Christ himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Amen. So this morning, I just want to encourage you to give something to the Lord. Amen. And you can give by texting, give to the number 817-826-9772 or you can uh, pay it at PayPal or um, Zelle and the email is ChristReveal21 at gmail.com. Amen. And you can also give uh, by scanning the barcode and it will take you to the page and you can give that way as well. You can give to the church, you can give to the crusade, you can give to the poor and you can give to the orphanage and the Lord will bless you. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for giving us another opportunity to gather in your house. I pray that as we give, bless our seeds. For those of us who don't have anything to give, bless us. So next time we'll have something to give in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We want to take the our scripture reading from Hebrews 9.22. Our scripture for the week. Hebrews 9.22. So I'll say it one time and we can all say it together. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without shedding of blood is no remission of remission is no remission. Hebrews 9.22. So we want to say it together. Hebrews 9:22 And almost all things are by the law purged with blood and without shedding of blood is no remission Hebrews 9:22 One more time Hebrews 9:22 And almost all things are by the law purged with blood and without shedding of blood is no remission Hebrews 9:22 Want to say it for the last time Hebrews 9:22 And almost all things are by the law purged with blood and without shedding of shedding of blood is no remission Hebrews 9:22 We want to ensure that we ponder over this scripture as we go throughout the week Amen Shall we welcome sister Nikita to give us the Bible reading Hallelujah. Amen. Today's Bible reading comes from Matthew 21, 1 to 6. And I read, And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethlehem, unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an as tied in a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. 
And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Sion, Behold thy king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and a colt of the foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus has commanded them. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's that time again. Hallelujah. I don't know if you were here yesterday. Amen. The Lord visited us mightily. And I believe that today is not going to be any different. Amen. Um, the Bible says in 1 Samuel um, chapter 3 and verse 21. Amen. And the Bible says, and the Lord appeared again in Shiloh. The Lord is going to appear again today here in Christ Revealed Church. Amen. For the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word. Amen. God is going, to, we are going to encounter God. We are going to receive mysteries through the word of God today again here in Shiloh, his house. Hallelujah. And this morning, God has prepared his own vessel. Amen. We hear from him Sunday after Sunday, and we are always blessed. I don't know about you, but I always learn something different. Amen. I always take something new with me home. Amen. So please stand to your feet. Let's welcome to this international podium our very own Reverend David Saki. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord our God. Oh, praise His name forevermore. For endless days we will sing Your praise, oh Oh. 
Great is 
bless you. We worship you this morning. Thank you for your steadfast love, which never ceases. Your mercies, they are rich, they are new. Every morning, your mercies and your grace are overwhelming, Lord. We thank you for how good you have been to us. Thank you for loving us so much. For demonstrating your love toward us. For sending Jesus to die for us. Father God, we pray that you come mightily upon us. In your power and your presence. We pray, oh God, that we will all experience a tangible touch from you that we will be transformed into the image of your Son, O God, Jesus Christ. Speak your word to and through me. May it not be of the letter, but of the Holy Spirit. We pray and we thank you for what you have in store for us. In Jesus' name we pray. And the saints said, Amen. We may take our seats in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. We bless God for how good he is. This is our second day, hallelujah, of our miracle Easter convention. Amen. Our miracle Easter or miracle Easter convention. Miracle, miracle, hallelujah. And I believe that yesterday God visited us and I believe that God will visit us mightily today also. Hallelujah. And I want to encourage you to trust God, that God is well able to do something new in our lives. Do something new. Yesterday is gone. Another day has come. Do something new in my life. We must believe it. Hallelujah. And I believe that God is going to make us move forward. We are going to move to another level. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. How many believe it? So I want to encourage you to open yourself to his word. And his word will make a difference in your life. Hallelujah. The Bible says, for God demonstrated his love toward you and I. In that, whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us so god demonstrated is how, how is god going to demonstrate his love god demonstrated his love god commended his love some versions say demonstrated how did he commend how did he demonstrate his love some will say because i got a house and a car that is a way but when the bible is telling us about the love of god you see different verses for God's soul, okay, let's finish this. But God demonstrated or commended his love toward us in that whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Look at John 3, 16 and 17. Oh, hallelujah. For God so loved the world that he gave. It means when you love, you give. I'm not talking about you just give gifts. That is bigger than that. For God so loved the world that he gave. When we love God, we will give. What will we give? Someone thinks I'm talking about money. But we will give of ourselves. We will give our total selves to him when we love him. That's why God said, love me with all your heart, soul, 
and might. Everything in you, everything about you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Then another verse says, what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. Think about it. I mean, we were children of Adam. So what kind of love is this that sinners like us will be called children of God? will be called children of God who are higher than angels. If you and I see an angel now, it will be so bright that we might fall on the floor. Because the Bible says in Revelation that there was an angel standing on the sun. Nothing can go near the sun without evaporating. It will not even get close. But an angel is standing on the sun. Whether it's a gas or whatever it is, he was standing right on top of the sun. Think about it. And the Bible says you and I will judge angels. And angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister to the heirs of salvation. So think about it. When we are in heaven, we will also be bright. Oh, no, not that we will also be brighter than angels. Look at Daniel chapter 12. And then I'll start today. Daniel chapter 12 from 1 to 3. Use ESV for this, please. Daniel chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Hallelujah to Jesus. At that time shall arise Michael the great prince, is the archangel Michael, who has charge of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never has been since there was a nation till that time. Of course, there will be the great tribulation and all the different things that happen. But at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. That's the book of life. Continue. Verse 2. And many of those who sleep or are dead in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. So those who are in Christ will arise to everlasting life. Those who are not in Christ will arise to shame and everlasting contempt in fire. It's that simple. That's why the gospel must be preached. Continue. And those who are wise, this word wise are those, the word wise is are the teachers. Those who teach wisdom. Those who teach the word. It's that doesn't mean it's for pastors only, but anyone who teaches the word, anyone who, who opens people's understanding to the word of God, those who are wise, are those who are teachers of wisdom, will shine like the brightness of the sky above. And those who turn many to righteousness will shine like the stars forever and ever. Now, Jesus is the bright morning star. So it means in heaven will be shining so bright. It's going to be awesome. I want to shine. I want to shine like the stars in the sky. And I know you too. You also want to. Because on this earth, if we have been given the highest position on earth, maybe second to the president or whatever you and I consider the highest rank, and it is till we die, 
I think we we'll all want that, at least I will. We would all want to get the highest level. But remember that even if you and I are to get the highest rank on earth, we will still die. Give it 300 years, we will die. So it means that the highest rank is temporary. But in heaven, it is perpetual, it's forever. You can have the highest rank with crowns, with brightness, and with a certain authority. Or when I say authority, I'm talking about a certain privilege, a certain, a certain when you are sitting close to Jesus, you, it's authority. It's a certain privilege, a certain grandeur, a certain glory that will come upon us, but only if we were servants of God. And I pray that all of us, this Easter Sunday, or well, Easter Sunday is next week, God willing, but this Easter convention, this Palm Sunday, I'm praying that we will all make it a point in our hearts that as we do our daily routines, as we live our lives, we will make sure that Jesus is number one so that he will bless us. Because if we were number one for God, why were we number one for God? Because God gave us his best. He gave us his son. His son died. To me. So we were number one for him. When we were enemies of God, we were number one. When we were sinners, we were still number one. And because of that, he proved it. What manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God. For God commended his love toward us in that whilst, whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The Bible says that we will reign with him if we suffer with him. He is faithful and he cannot deny himself. So I want to encourage you that, uh, to, to, to give yourself totally to him. Hallelujah. I've assessed it. And look at Romans 12, 1 and 2. I've assessed it and I've come to see that it's wiser to give yourself totally to God because he'll bless you on earth and give you the things you didn't ask for. It is, it is wiser to do that. Amen? I appeal to you, therefore, if I use the Amplified. This now goes. So once we understand this, what I'm about to share will hold. Amplified, very good. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves, spirit, soul, body, set apart as a living sacrifice. So you are alive, but you've sacrificed your life. You are alive, but not for yourself. You are alive, but not for you. Am I preaching to somebody? Holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, logical, intelligent act of worship. It is reasonable, it is rational, it is logical, it is intelligent. Why? Because if truly we believe in God and we believe his word, then it is rational, intelligent, and logical to give our bodies to him and our lives to him because of what he will do for us here, especially also in the afterlife. It's only our reasonable, logical act of worship after what he did for us. And then it goes on. Do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs 
but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove yourselves what the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you oh hallelujah then Galatians 2.20 finally before then we go 20 to 21 22 and you see when you look at I, I, I'm sure many of us, I'm not the only one, but I tried the world. And the way I was, those who know, maybe none of us will know, but I'm sure some who are watching will know, I gave myself fully to it. Literally, I fully, I dived into the world well because I, I liked pleasure and enjoyment. I did it to the max. I could do it. Every Twice, three times a week, I'm out. Clubbing, partying, fornicating. At that time, I didn't think fornication. I was thinking all where every nation. <laughs> all nations person. So that you can at least taste how each meal tastes in each country. I'm telling you how I used to think. And party, boozing. I even had credit in a pharmacy, uh, as a pharmacy, in a off license in the UK. That was all in the UK, which is a, 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 a bar. So I'll pay, they know I'll pay because I lived right across the street. So I sent one of the girls I was misbehaving with to go, go and get alcohol. Just tell them David sent you, they'll bring it. I used to smoke different things, all sorts of things. I did it fully, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. That's why they call it the pleasures of sin. <laughs> but when I converted to Christ, I said, when I converted to Christ, I realized that you can do Christ small, and you will not enjoy Christ if you do Christ little, little. So I decided to plunge myself, or dig myself, or push put myself deep into christ and i realized that that verse is true taste glory taste and see that the lord is good taste and see that the lord is good and the lord is good and you it, it is like day and night the pleasures which i did enjoy compared to the pleasures of the taste of god taste of god is like day and night infinite but that's only if you plant yourself in dig yourself into Christ that's when you can taste how good God is he, 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 he tastes there are youngsters here but it, it tastes sweeter than anything you can experience on earth do you understand what I'm saying I think you can get that hint it tastes nicer than anything you can taste on earth both your lips and every part of your body. I'm preaching. If I start preaching on songs of Solomon in the Bible, what are you going to do? <laughs> Hallelujah to Jesus. So, Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. I am crucified with Christ. So, when Jesus was 
crucified, which was a slow, agonizing, painful death. I was crucified with him. That's why even when I became a Christian, I would still be clubbing a bit. I would treat God help me, but I would still club. I would still do the things I was doing, but smoking, gradually reducing it, reducing it. I used to smoke like 20 packets a day, especially when you go to club and you are drinking. It's easy to do that. At least those who smoke know what I'm talking about. Don't shut me down, I'm preaching good here. <laughs> so then it started going down because I was putting myself in Christ putting myself in church, putting myself in the word, it started going down till those things did not matter to me. And those things ended. That's the crucify with Christ. Certain desires, certain things that you like to do, certain, sometimes rage, anger, whatever it is, lies. I used to lie at will and very fast. I cannot even say some of the things I lied about except outside the camera. And how I was able to get away with it because of how fast I lied. And then when I realized that lies are a, a, a manifestation of Satan. And that the more you lie, the more like Satan you become. You become. Then I realized that I cannot lie again. I have to stop lying. So that is crucifying the flesh. That is mortifying the deeds of the flesh. The things that are not pleasing to God, we need to mortify them mortifying cigarettes, mortifying clubbing, and whatever it is for you. Nevertheless, I live. So even though I'm crucified and I died a slow, painful death, I'm still alive. But my life now that I live, it is now in faith. The life I live in the flesh, it is life in, with, with faith in Jesus Christ. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet, not I, but Christ liveth in me. So, even though I am alive, it is not I who is living. But the average person says, Christ, stay back. I am controlling my life. Nevertheless, I live. Yet, not I, but Christ is living in me and through me. And the life that I live now, I live by faith. In the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So that is a, a worthy venture. Uh, th that is something that is worthy of me giving. Um, uh, Christ is worthy of me giving him, myself to him. Because he loved me and gave himself for me. So I can live for him. Verse 21. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness came by the law, come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Hallelujah. How many got that? Very important. Amen. I want to just share, there are four laws, but I'll just share two or three for time's sake. I want to share certain important laws. Laws, rules, we must learn and operate by and God will bless us. Look at Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. There are four laws, but I'll give you maybe two or three. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. Very good. God said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, 
Oh, hallelujah. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. For us, the heavens are higher than the earth. Now remember that the heavens higher than the earth, you cannot even measure it. There is an end to the universe, but it's expanding. So by the time you go to the end of the universe to measure it, it's expanded some more. So it's always expanding. God is stretching the heavens like a curtain. Astronomy says that the universe is expanding. So as the heavens are higher than the earth, it means you cannot even reach it. So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. We can never comprehend how great God is. We can never comprehend his ways and his thoughts. Throughout eternity, we will still not know how great God is. What I mean by that, we will still not know his attributes. He is so great that eternity will not be enough. That's why all these millions of years or whatever, when the angels were created, some of the angels <clears throat> are crying day and night, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth or universe is full of his glory. And then some of the angels are covering their eyes. They are covering, as they are worshiping, they are covering their eyes because I've just seen another revelation. Wow, I've seen another revelation and it's happening every time. They are always seeing new revelations of God all these years. How great he is. That's why as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. You and I can never comprehend how great he is. That's why it is amazing grace that God who created the universe will die for us. I want to share certain laws of the supernatural. Supernatural laws. And we will finish it up another time. But laws, divine laws of the supernatural. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. Divine laws of the supernatural. John chapter 5. Let's start from verse 1 to 9. Divine laws of the supernatural. The first law of the supernatural I want to share is the law of divine selection. The law of divine selection. John chapter 5. Verse 1 to 9. Divine laws of the supernatural. Oh, hallelujah. Divine laws of the supernatural. And there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. I went there when I went to Jerusalem and I saw the pool of Bethesda, down deep down somewhere. Now there is, okay, continue. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity for 38 years. 38 years. 
When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been known a long time in that case, he said unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? Do you wish to be made whole? Do you want to be well? Then the impotent man answered him, Say, I have no man. That, that was his problem. I have no man. When the water is troubled to put me in into the pool, but while I am coming, another stepped down before me. I have no man. He was putting his trust in man. If you put your trust in any man, any pastor, any person, the result will be clear and guaranteed. At least I, I can guarantee it. Zero percent results. But if you put your trust in God, God can use a man to do what he needs to do. But you cannot put your trust in the man. Hallelujah. What do you think? Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. What does 10 say? How many are following me so far? Verse 10, please. The Jews therefore said unto him, That was cured. It is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. And it goes on. Now, this is the law of divine selection. Why is it the law of divine selection? It is the law of divine selection because Jesus went to a certain place. Now, this was called the Pool of Bethesda. In our general day, we can call it the Bethesda General Hospital. We can call it that. It will work. So, there were many the people who were very, very sick. No matter the condition, those people were laid there. Because at a certain time, no one knew when it was. It could be once every three months. It could be once a year. It could be once every five years. No one knew. But an angel would come and stir up the water. And the first person to enter in was made whole of whatever condition they had. So everyone was there waiting. And then when they see the trouble of the water, then everyone tries to jump in. But this man was weak, couldn't move. So who was going to help him? He needed someone to carry him to the pool. But why would I carry him when I want to be healed myself? So he never got healed up to 38 years. 38 years. And there was a rich man who built the five porches so that the sun would not scorch them. Hallelujah. Then Jesus went straight to that place, saw all the people who were sick, all of them. And then Jesus went to one man. Why that man? Why did he choose that man instead of the other people? The law of divine selection. He went straight to that one man and asked, do you want to be well? The man said, say, I have no man. Then Jesus said, do you want to be well? Why didn't Jesus ask another person? Why did Jesus have to ask this particular man? Was it because he was there for 38 years? I'm sure there were people who were there for 40 years, 50 years. Why that man? The law of divine selection. But before we continue, after Jesus healed this man, Jesus walked right out and everyone was watching. And he walked out. But I know of other cases where Jesus went to a place and the people begged him, please, we want to touch the hem of your garment. And Jesus permitted them. And everyone who touched him was healed. I believe that all those people there, if they rushed to Jesus and touched him, they would have been healed. 
But instead of doing that, we were just watching. <gasps> Many Christians. <gasps> wow. This is what God did. No. This is what God did. So you can do it for me. I said, God did it for Jackson. And therefore, God will do it for me. But that's not what this, uh, the other people said. They just watched as Jesus healed him and walked out. And yet when Jesus went to Gennesaret, the people heard of him. The woman with the issue of blood, Jesus was not planning to heal her. Because he, he was just going. And the woman said, I've heard of Jesus. Oh, if I might but just touch the helm of his garment, I know that I will be healed. And the Bible says that she rushed through the press and she touched the helm of his talis. I used to say talit until I spoke to a Jewish relative who said it's not talit but talis. And I she touched the helm or she touched the helm of his talis, which is you representing like the word of God, those strings. She touched the helm of his garment. You and I can touch the word of the, the helm of his word. Because the talis represented that those ropes represents the word of God. They used to write the word of God there. And she touched the hem of his garment. And the Bible says, the fountain of his bl her blood was dried up. And she was made whole. She was totally healed. Totally healed. Then Jesus knew that virtue had come out and said, who touched me? So you and I, the law of divine selection can work for us. Now, why does God select certain people? Why does he select certain people? Jesus also talked about the widow of Zarephath. In 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 8 to 24, he discussed it in Luke 4, 25 to 27. This widow, what did, let's look at Luke 4, 25 to 27. But I tell you the truth, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias. When the heavens were was shut up, the heaven was shut up three years and six months. When great famine was throughout all the land. But unto none of them was Elias sent save unto Sarepta. I'm trying to get Seraphat in it. A city of Sidon unto a woman that was a widow. Hallelujah. So all of them, it was only one. Only one. What does 27 say? And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elias, the prophet. And none of them was cleansed save Naaman the Syrian. Why? Why? The law of divine selection. Also, we know of Mary, mother of Jesus. There were many virgins in Israel. Many. Many young virgins. She was a young girl. She was a maiden who was a virgin. Young girl. Very, very young girl. What made God choose Mary? Was it because she was the most holy person? No. Was it because she, she, I mean, what was it about Mary? Well, we knew that she had to come from the line of David. So that one was a, a qualification. So out of all the women who were descendants of David the king, why was it Mary? That's because of the law of divine selection. When you look at David the king, 
when God was selecting a king to replace Saul, God knew that it had to come from Beth, uh, 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 yes, from uh, the, line, the tribe of Judah. Because the Mashiach must come from the tribe of Judah. So that's why he had to go to Jesse. Because Jesse was very, very important. Because Jesse was from the line of who? Went all the way from Abraham. Hallelujah. Jesse, the genealogy of Jesus Christ to David. Rahab the harlot. God doesn't discriminate. Rahab was a foreigner. Rahab was from Jericho. Rahab was someone who did not believe in God, worshipped idols. Then she heard of the God of Israel. And she was able to hide the spies and receive them with peace and had faith in God. So because of that, she was saved with the children of Israel. Then she married a man called Salmon. A Jewish man called Salmon, an Israelite. Then they gave birth to Boaz. And then Boaz gave birth, Boaz and Ruth, who was also an idol worshiper, who found Christ or found God, and then became a, 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 the wife of Boaz. How many are getting what I'm saying? From Naomi, we all know the story. Then uh, 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 Boaz and uh, Ruth, right? Yes, Boaz, Boaz and Ruth gave birth to Obed. And Obed gave birth to Jesse. Glory. And Jesse gave birth to David the king and then Jesus came from that line but what made Mary chosen what made David chosen because Jesse had a number of sons so when God told the prophet Samuel that I am going to anoint a king from the house of Jesse go there and tell Jesse to sanctify that his sons should be sanctified that his sons should be holy maybe they shouldn't do and sleep whatever sexual whatever they shouldn't do this they shouldn't do that they, they, whatever it is they were sanctified but jesse had a number of sons but there was one in the field who was not sanctified meanwhile god said sanctify your sons get them prepared sanctify them but god had chosen the one who has been in the field many times then how many are getting me so far then jesse told Prophet Samuel, these are all my sons. So as soon as the older son came, the prophet Samuel said, no, this must be our king. Look at how tall he is. Look at how he, he, he looks like a king. God said, I have refused him. Brought the other one, I have not chosen him. One was refused, one was not chosen. There's a difference between I refuse and I have not chosen. It means if you've not been chosen, you could have been chosen if there were no alternatives. But refusing means if you were the only one left, I will not choose you. May you and I never be refused. In Jesus' name. Then all the sons passed by and the prophet Samuel, God told him that none of them is my king. Then the prophet Samuel asked, are these all your sons? Then Jesse said, oh yeah, these are all my sons, but anyway, I just have the young, the young one looking after a few sheep. Someone said, I'm not going to sit down. He was a heavy man. I'm not going to sit down till he comes. So he was waiting. Waiting. There were no watches at that time, so he was just waiting. Just waiting. Then, 
we saw a boy who was just rough roughed up his hair all over the place dirty rolling around the sheep and as soon as he came in yes yes daddy what can i do then god told the prophet someone with excitement this is my man this is my boy anoint him anoint him to be king who glory to god and god and, and the bible says that god anointed david oh Thank God I got my mother, my parents said, David, we are going to call me some other name, but David was chosen. But even if you are not David, you can say that I, Kumba, am chosen. I said I'm chosen. The nice thing about mine is I don't need to say I or whatever. I just read the Bible and it's there. Thought you put your hands together for Jesus. <laughs> Amen. I have found David. I have found David. What made God choose David? Now, it is only God who knows why he chooses certain people. But from the Bible, we can kind of do some sort of inference as to why God would choose certain people. Now, when we look at David the king, why did God choose David the king? We know that he had a heart after God. We know that as he was in the wilderness, he was writing the Psalms, the Lord is my shepherd. The, as he was in the wilderness, he was worshiping God. He was singing to God. He loved God. David loved God with everything in his being. David was someone who worshipped God, who loved God, who was totally committed to God. God even referred to David as the man after my own heart. Do you think he was the man after his own, God's own heart after he became king? No, it was because of him, he being a man after God's own heart that God chose him to be king. Amen. So I want to encourage you to decide that my heart is sold out to Jesus. Then God will select you. Don't forget that David was selected to be king. To be king. Not to be priest. To be king. So even if you don't want to enter into the ministry... God can anoint you to do great things in this life. Hallelujah. John, the revelator, there were many people who were close to Jesus. We had, we had 120. Then we had 12. 12 apostles chosen. But out of the 12, there were three. Who, who, and these three were selected by Jesus. Who were the three? Peter, James, John. They, because they were selected, they experienced things that the others have not experienced. What am I talking about? The Mount of Transfiguration. When Jesus was transfigured and he was shining brighter than the sun, it was Peter, James, John who were there. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, going forward, he told all the disciples to wait and pray. Then he told Peter, James, John, come with me further. Then also, Jairus' daughter, when Jesus was going to raise Jairus' daughter from the dead, who did he go with? Peter, James, John. Now, why did he choose Peter, James, John? Now, of course, there's no time, but we can go into how Peter behaved, John behaved, and James behaved. But out of the three, Jesus was closer to John. Peter was action man. Immediate action. I like that part of him because I, I like action. James, he was, I mean, we'll call fire down right now. <laughs> but John was intimate. Even though I like action, I prefer intimacy with Jesus. 
Let the action be second. I like intimacy. I like intimacy. Come. I like intimacy. I like intimacy. Quickly. <coughs> Smile. Versus, run, 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 run. Action. No, we want intimacy. That's why Peter, I, I, I don't know, but I'm assuming that's why James was beheaded to glorify Jesus. It was glory. You see, if the apostles were not martyred, it would have been a different story. Actually, when you are proving the resurrection of Jesus Christ, one of the proofs of the resurrection is that people who were running away and were afraid and hiding were willing to die for their faith because they had seen the risen Christ and they died for their faith. That in itself is glorifying God. When you want to prove the resurrection, apart from the 500 people who saw Jesus at once, one of the strong cases for a resurrection is that someone, people who were running away, hiding, they, they were scared. They all forsook Jesus. They were all hiding in the upper room. Then they've seen the risen Christ and all of a sudden they say, look, we are going to die for him. That is proof. So James was part of the proof. Peter was part of the proof. Jesus said, Peter, when you are young, you could go wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will not be able to go because people will carry you where you don't want to go. Meaning the cross, you will be carried on the cross. And Peter said, okay, what about John? We know he's your favorite. What about John? Jesus said, even if I let John live till I come, what does that have to do with you? Just do what you need to do. Many people are trying to run someone else's race. Forget about someone's race and run your race. So, Peter was going to be crucified and he told the people, please, if you are going to crucify me, I will gladly be crucified. But please, I want to be crucified upside down. I'm not worthy to be crucified like my Lord was. That's Peter. If you want to know how all the apostles and the people were martyred, get the book, Fox's Book of Martyrs. Fox's Book of Martyrs. Catherine Kuman, she, she had a Bible, and then she had Fox's Book of Martyrs. When I heard it, I went to buy it immediately. But I think it's been free on Amazon or very cheap. Fox's F-O-X-E-S book of martyrs. It talks about Nero and it goes on. But anyway, when it came to John, John, the one who was close to Jesus, when it came to John, do you know how he died? They wanted to kill him in boiling oil, which is worse than being beheaded because you, 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 be, you boil to death. They put him in boiling oil, he couldn't die. They, they, they couldn't kill him. When you are close to God, you can't die easily. <laughs> That's why the intimacy works. He, he couldn't die. So they had to put him in the Isle of Patmos where he wrote Revelation. David was so close to God, the man after God's own heart. The Bible says and David died in a good old age, full of days, riches and honor. And Solomon, his son, reigned in his stead. Now, when it comes to Mary, we don't know what Mary, the quality she had. But what we do know is that it is not going to be easy for a woman to do what she did. Let me explain. You are betrothed. You are going to get married. 
and an angel appears to you saying that you are going to have a child and she says I've never seen a man before how am I going to have a child I'm a young girl a virgin then the angel says the power of the most high will overshadow you and you will have a child and the child that will be born from you will be called the son of God Emmanuel God with us or etc etc so take this responsibility now Mary had to think about it for her to say behold I am the handmaiden of the Lord be it unto me according to thy will it's not an easy thing why because how is she going to explain to her fiance that an angel uh, uh, told me that God was going to overshadow me and I'm going to have a child I'm pregnant I'm pregnant I mean come on if today someone I, I mean you you feel insulted I'll, I'll be offended I'll be in, it'll be an insult to me to even tell me I, I, it's an insult to tell me that uh, 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 an angel told me <laughs> that's why that's why that's why the Bible says that Joseph when he saw this he didn't believe her so he planned to put her away privately privately leave her because she's cheated on him until God gave her a dream that look what she's saying is true keep her so Mary had to think about that she didn't know what God was going to do also in history there's a Roman soldier who says that I mean it's all in history who said that Jesus was an illegitimate child of Mary I mean it's good that they said all that it means it's proving the historicity of Jesus Christ because some people feel he was a myth he was a legend but his enemies the Romans talked about him also Josephus and in the antiquities of the Jews wrote about Jesus there was a man called Yeshua if he can even be called a man Jewish historian and then we have Tacticus or Tarsus, who was a Roman, a, a, a Roman a history, a Roman, a, what do you call it? Yeah, historian, who wrote about Jesus of Nazareth, that there was a certain man called Yeshua Christus, who was causing trouble in the modern-day Palestine and was uh, punished and was crucified under Pontius Pilate, the prefect. Those are all good because those things prove the historicity of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. <clears throat> when, you are, when you are doing apologetics, all those are important. How many are getting what I'm saying? Which we'll study here. Not on Sunday service, but in meetings. I think we we'll started in May. All these uh, uh, meetings. Amen. How many are getting me so far? So Mary had to consider all those things. People laughing at her. People mocking her. So God knew her heart. God knew that Mary was going to say, I don't care about this life. I don't care about what people will say. I don't care about the well, people will say this, people will say this. I don't care about all that. All I care about is that, look, God, whatever you will for me, let it be so. Be it unto me. I'm your handmaiden. I'm your handmaid. Yes, that's why she was chosen. Because not many virgins will be willing to do that. I've kept my integrity. I'm a virgin. Now people are going to be pointing fingers at me. Now ladies and gentlemen, you and I, we need to work on our hearts. So that we will be, our hearts will be perfect towards God. 
like Catherine Kuman says, God is not looking for golden vessels. God is not looking for golden vessels who are perfect, are, are, have never seen, are like uh, what, Mother Teresa. Or, God is not looking for perfect vessels. God is not looking for silver vessels. But God is looking for yielded vessels. Oh, hallelujah. Yielded vessels. God is looking for yielded vessels. So God wants you and I to give him our hearts. When we give him our hearts, we will be qualified for selection. We will be qualified for selection. The law of divine selection. Jesus also talked about the tower that fell. And that tower that fell, the tower of Siloam, that, that tower that fell, many people perished. And then Jesus said, do you think that those who perished were worse off than those who are alive? But then he said, repent, as you will likewise perish. So what I'm saying is that guard your hearts with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The Bible says, guard your hearts with all diligence. If you want to know what is in your heart, just keep watching what you say in your unguarded moments. That's what church there. Who glory to God? Who glory? Hey. No problem. Everybody says that. Glory. Glory. No. But when you're at home, when you are in the situation, are you going to be a doubtful person or you are going to be a person of faith? When you are alone, when you're at home, are you going to be doubtful? Always everything is, is negative or, or, or your, your mind is full of different things. I'm not even talking about someone who has, you see, go, you, you can have someone who has bad thoughts, but hate those thoughts, and their hearts are so hungry for God that God will select them and fix their hearts, of course. Moses, if Moses had just seen the burning bush and had just seen, wow, the bush is burning and has not been consumed, wow okay and then continues that would have been it but the bible says that when moses saw it moses said let me turn aside and see this great sight and the bible says when the lord saw that moses turned aside so god gives us different uh, ideas god, god 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 tries to get our attention in different ways so god tried to get moses attention and moses acted upon it and god when god saw that Moses turned aside, then God spoke. So I want to encourage you to get the heart for God. That, that is, in fact, divine selection, all you need to do is to look at your heart. When I'm praying to God, God, I pray my heart, make my heart holy. If you find any wicked thing in my heart, I've never prayed that prayer before. If, I say when. How can I say if? When. David said, search my heart and know me. Try my thoughts. And if you find any wicked way. But all of us, when we open our hearts and our lives to God, and God sees that, look, we are willing to try, then he comes in. And then he comes to work on us. And then he fixes our lives. He removes all the things that are not pleasing to him. He removes them one 
by one, by one, by one. He removes them. He removes them. So I want to encourage you. The heart. Watch what enters your heart. Watch it. That's why we need to guard it. <clears throat> A sift. I'm guarding my heart. Nothing can enter in except I choose it to enter in. It can be in my mind because I can watch something and, oh, I didn't want to see that. Or I can hear something and I didn't want to hear it. But I decide what moves from my mind to my heart. I decide that. That's why God didn't say, pray to me to help you to guard. He says, you guard. Am I preaching to somebody? So you and I need to make sure that the only thing that enters our hearts are sifted by the word of God. The word of God is the, is, is the barrier. If it is in line with the word of God, okay, you have access. Otherwise, no. Now, how do you determine what enters into your heart? What you meditate upon? What you constantly read, listen to? The word of God many times is in our minds and not in our hearts. But faith is of the heart. As soon as it is in the heart, immediately faith, answered prayer guaranteed. But many times it's in the mind. Now you get it from the mind to the heart when you keep pondering upon it, reading it day and night. That's what the Bible says. Faith comes by hearing, continual hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Then it moves from the mind to the heart. It's a continuous action. So the things you and I want in our hearts must be continuous. That's why when you watch horror movies all the time, it's getting to the heart. Fear will come. Who, when you're watching sexual things all the time, yes, just keep watching it. It's a matter of time. Then, who? I want it now. I'm preaching. Of course. There are times that you must want it now. But there are times you shouldn't want it now. Depending on circumstances. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Of course, marriage. When you are married, you have to want it now. I don't mean by force, but when I say you have to, God expects that you have it now. Hallelujah. Willingly. Am I preaching? So that is it. The law of divine selection. May you and I be selected. Out of everyone here, it's not per se because I'm the pastor that I'll be selected. No. The selection depends on the heart. How deep is the love for God? What are you willing to give up for God? That's it. David, we all know what David was willing to give up. David was willing to give up prestige. That's why every six steps, they are carrying David, they are carrying his wives, they are carrying a lot of things. And they are moving. People are carrying and they are bulls and cows. One, two, three, four, five, six. David says, put it down. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Blood. Everything. Sacrifice to God. One, two, three, four, five, six. Put it down. People with memory. Saul was not able to handle it, King Saul. The people's voice drove him to sacrifice. But David, one, two, every six steps is sacrificed. When he was about to buy the land, God told him that you're a man of blood. I'm not going to let you buy, uh, uh, to build me a, a, a house. 
but your son will do it, but you will finance it. When David was about to finance it, he went to, uh, 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 what's the guy's name? He, he, he went to a certain man and said, I'll buy the threshing floor for, to build Arelna, yes, to build the, 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 the temple. How many are getting what I'm saying? Then the guy said, you are the king. I'll give it to you for free. David said, no way. I will never get something or buy something for the Lord that will not be at a premium. At a price. No way. I will never do that. Because of my God, because of how I value God, anything I do for God must be top notch at a premium. At a premium. At a premium. Are we willing to give our lives for God? When I say give our lives, I mean give our lives to God. If God says, my desire for you is to go to Angola, to live there and save me, are you willing to do it? Am I willing to do it? God doesn't always require that, but he knows the heart and knows those who are willing to do that. If God says from now on, I want you to sacrifice whatever, what are we willing to sacrifice? God just required David to sacrifice what he needed to. John always wanted to be with Jesus. Oh, where are you going? I'm going. Jesus, what's happening? I'm going. The others will say, okay, you, you go. I'm going. I want, to, I, I, I want to rest my head on your shoulders. I want to be around you. On the, the, at, the, at the end, God, Jesus knew everyone. At the end, when Jesus was crucified, all the apostles had run apart from John and the mother of Jesus and Mary. Everybody else had run. Everybody else. But John said, this man, The law of divine selection. I pray that we will be selected. Because as for me, I, I, I know exactly what God is looking for. He wants who loves me more than anything? Who, whose heart do I have? That, that's it. That's, that's all. If he, if he can identify someone who loves him with all their heart, soul, strength, and of course, that person will, will, will give God their total heart. That's it. Even if you are not perfect, he will make you perfect. But even if you are not perfect, and you hear, he, he has your heart and your love. Nothing is impossible. I said what? Nothing is impossible. When there is a need for a blessing, God, is, God in heaven says, I want to bless someone and feel very happy. I want to bless someone mightily on earth. You'll be one of the candidates. Oh, Hallelujah. And when you're one of the candidates, he doesn't just select, okay, I'm selecting two. Everyone who's a candidate is selected. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Number two. Well, time is up. I think I'll just stay here and finish. How many are getting what I'm saying? The law of divine selection. Jesus also said, do this. Take the communion in remembrance of me. So it meant that Jesus wants us to remember the price he paid. He wants us to remember it. It's, it is mysterious. 
that the one who created the universe, John 1, 1 and 2 explains it. Colossians 1, 16 explains it. 14 to 7, 18. Colossians 1, 14 to 18 explains it. That the one who created everything that exists, nothing came into being or exists that did not come into being by Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's important to note. And yet, this Jesus Christ died and was whipped, the one who, for all things, were created by him. I mean, that is such a blessing that the great God of the universe, the second person of the Godhead, would lower himself and die for you and I. Left his throne above to come to die on the cross. And on Palm Sunday, he rode triumphantly to Jerusalem knowing that his blood was going to be spilled. It's going to be shed for you and for me. What kind of love is this? Why, why shouldn't we rationally, logically, intelligently say, I give you my heart and my life and my love? What is he going to do with it? Is he one of these guys or women? You know, there are some people you don't want to love. <clears throat> they will tell you, they'll take your heart and rip it into a th thousand pieces. Is he that kind? Of course not. If we give Jesus our love and our heart, what's he going to do with it? By the time he finishes with us, we'll be glad. By the time he finishes with us, we will be happy. By the time Jesus finishes working on our love and our hearts, will be at the highest peak of existence. I'm not out of word, just out of time. Shall we stand to our feet? <clears throat> because this is our co miracle convention, we'll just stay a bit longer, not too longer, but a bit longer than usual. <clears throat> yes. Speak to God and ask him to Take your heart and make it holy. Make it set apart for him. Lord, I want to be set apart. I want to be holy. Take my heart and make it totally devoted to you. Jesus, that prayer he would answer for sure, guaranteed. Take my heart, take our hearts, oh God, and make our hearts holy. Make our hearts sanctified, set apart for your glory. If you can use anything, you can use me. Take my life, take my heart, and use it for your glory. If you can use anything, use me. Tell him that you want to be the handmaid of the Lord. You want to be his servant. Tell him, do unto me according to your will. What is God going to do but to give you a hope, give you a future, give you a, give you a good life, a good hope, a good future? A good resurrection. Yes, Lord. 
Just as I am, I come to you just as I am. Just as I am. Tell him. Yes, I come to you with my weaknesses, with my, 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 my issues, with my doubts, with my fears. I come to you just as I am. With my imperfections, just as I am. Just as I am. Without one plea. Knowing that your blood was shed for me. Jesus. Yes, 
unexpected good sure end and a good sure expected beginning we are in prayer if you are here or you are watching and you know deep in your heart that you are far away from God you know in your heart that you have not given your life to Jesus Christ yes you could have come from a Christian family but you know in your heart that you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior you know that you are far away from God and you are not born again you don't even know where you will go, whether you go to heaven or hell when you die. But you want Jesus Christ to save you. You want Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life. I want you to raise your hands where you are. And I'll pray with you. Even those watching, raise your hands where you are. If you know in your heart that you are far from God. And let's repeat after me. All of us. <clears throat> confession of faith heavenly father heavenly father i come to you in the name of jesus christ I come to you in the name of jesus christ i confess i confess that jesus christ is lord jesus christ is lord i believe i believe that he died on the cross for my sins and his blood was shed for my sins that he died on the cross for my sins and his blood was shed for my sins i believe that God raised him from the dead. That God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Please come into my heart. Please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Please come into my life. Forgive me. Forgive me. For all my sins. For all my sins. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. From all unrighteousness. From all unrighteousness. From today. I belong to Jesus Christ. I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For saving me. For saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you for all those who have surrendered their lives to you, Lord Jesus. Father God, I pray that you keep them. You, pre you preserve them and that Christ Jesus will be formed in them. Show them your glory, Lord. In Jesus' name. I want us to <clears throat> just for a short time pray for God to do something new in your life. God to do a wonderful thing in your life. For God to take you to the next level. For God to increase your faith. As born again Christians, we already have faith. But God to increase your faith. That God to, should give you the victory in every circumstance. That God should provide for you. God should draw you nearer to him. That after this prayer, you, your heart will be totally surrendered to Jesus. 
that your love for God will grow exponentially after this prayer. Your devotion to God will totally explode and the hunger and the longing for God will grow. If you want that, I believe that God can give it to us. And if you trust in God, I know we prayed for you yesterday, if you trust in God for any miracles, anything, you can ask him for it. For a short time, you're not going to spend as long, <clears throat> but we are going to pray and God is going to do it. Shall we pray? Yes. Yes, Lord. We've come for refreshing, Lord. Yes, 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 Lord. In the name of Jesus, touch me, Lord. Move when I'm limitless, Lord. Ask the Lord to take you higher. Ask the Lord to promote you on common favor. On common favor. Ask the Lord for on common favor. God is going to give someone on common favor. Unusual favor. Unusual favor. Uncommon favor. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uncommon favor. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Uncommon favor. In the name of Jesus. Uncommon favor. Yes, Lord. We thank you for uncommon favor. Promotion. Lord, we thank you for promotion. 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 I see promotion. I see promotion. I see promotion. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name promotion does not come from the south, east, or west, but it comes from the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Promotion of God. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you for promotion. Thank you for promotion. Thank you for promotion. In the name of Jesus, someone is being lifted up, moving from one place to another. There is a moving from one place to another. There is a step higher. Oh, someone is being moved three steps higher. Moving, 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 moving. 